0: Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano. Okay, we're going to be doing something on this podcast that I did not think we would be doing when 2020 started. We are going to be discussing a U.S. Open that will be played in September. And our guest is Steve Rabidou. Steve is the director of golf courses at Wingfoot Golf Club in Westchester County, New York. The West Course at Wingfoot will be hosting its sixth U.S. Open. And Steve and his team are also responsible for maintaining the equally awesome East Course Steve has been forced to call a lot of audibles in 2020, like a lot of golf course superintendents across the country. And Steve's going to describe what were some of the big changes with moving the U S open from June to September and how he's been able to keep his team motivated and keep the turf in peak condition. This podcast is part of our hashtag partners for performance package sponsored by Sejena. There was a story in the May issue of golf course industry about how Wingfoot handles annual Bluegrass Weevil and look for more entertaining and informative content moving forward over the next few months. We're glad that Sejena is partnering with us on this content, and we're glad that Steve was able to take some time out of his packed schedule to join us. Steve, thanks for joining us. It's great to get some time with you. I know you're, you're super busy. And the first thing I want to ask you is you've been forced to call a lot of audibles this year, what are some of the biggest ones you've had to make, and how have you and your team gone about making so many changes here?
1: Yeah, I mean it's been a crazy year with with COVID. Obviously, you know, uh, I think just getting the crew and the morale and and all that stuff has been one of the biggest obstacles. You know, you prepare so long and for years for a June 14th championship, and and then you it it's COVID hits and. It's not going to happen. And then is it going to happen at all? Is it going to happen at winged foot? Uh, we had to go through that time frame, And then once it was announced and it was going to be in the fall, you know, that was good, you know, and then it was, is it going to be fans? Is it, what's it going to look like? You know, even all those things are, were, were stressful and, and now everybody knows that there's no fans, uh, which was a letdown, you know, I think it's a letdown to everybody involved and I, and I feel really bad for a lot of my guys that have sacrificed a lot of years to, to be here and have bled for a lot of long nights and stuff at Wingfoot foot and, and the restoration work. And, uh, you know, so that's been really hard just with the, with the uh, morale of the team and keeping, keeping things positive. You know, we've tried to do everything we could to keep them positive, but I tell you there's a buzz now, you know, now things are happening and um, you know, it's rocking and rolling now. So, uh, and the countdown is on. Uh, so I think this—I think morale is, is is good. I was telling my guys the other day that usually our countdown is on until we aerify. We're usually hoping and looking to aerify in eight or ten days, right after Labor Day, because the grass is tired and everything. And and now we got a countdown to get to the open. So it's uh, the September opening is challenging. You know, it's real challenging for the turf.
0: Steve, what have the conditions been like? Since March and
1: agronomically, how would you explain the summer you've had? There again, it's everything's different with COVID, right? You know, so we we maintained, we had a small staff for us. Um, you know, we were March, April, and all of May with 26 people uh, to maintain both golf courses. Uh, so, you know, with, with the COVID, we didn't want to bring anybody else in. That was sort of when it was in the, the real peak of it. So we tried to keep our own little bubble going here. Uh, So we didn't get to June until we started bringing guys back. Uh, So we ramped up in the size of our staff, but we're still less than what we were normally going to be. It's been busy. It's been a lot of play. You know, I mean, I think think the golf industry is going to look back at COVID as probably a plus because I think there's going to be so many more people that have picked up the game of golf because it's the only thing they can do. But I tell you, that's added a lot of wear and tear on, on everybody's golf courses, you know? And, uh, you know, I know for us, we've been fortunate not to have golf carts on the West, which I know from all my peers and friends that, you know, golf carts are really given a beat down on golf courses this year. And we do have them on the East, but it's busy. People are playing. It's an outdoor game, you know, and it's something they can do in, in COVID. So, I mean, you couple that with, you know, wear and tear and ball marks and traffic and divots. I mean, those are things that we've been trying to really stay on top of, uh, All summer long, you know, we're divoting the rough where people are hacking out of the rough left and right. You know, we're trying to get that to stay good. And we've gone to a mat system where we're trying to have people hit off of mats in certain areas just to try to protect the landing areas. We started that a couple weeks ago just to try to keep, you know, as many divots out of there as we can and let them heal the ones that were there. And membership's been buying into it slowly but surely. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to do our best.
0: Steve, for people that aren't familiar with uh, your part of New York and your part of the country, how, how is September agronomically different than June?
1: Uh, you know, September in the Northeast can be an unbelievable time to play golf. Uh, you know, and it can also be, uh, it can be, uh, it can be hot. You know, it seems like the last few years, it seems like all the months have sort of shifted, you know, pushed off one month. That September feels like August. So I'm hoping that that's not the September we get. Uh, being the third week of September, we have the chance to get some cool nights and uh, you know some cooler days. So if we get the weather we want, this place should be humming. It could be real firm and fast. Uh, and September is usually a dry month. It has been a, a drier month. So if the stars align, I think we sh- can have a, a, a good championship and get some firm and fast conditions. Steve, tell our
0: listeners and audience a little about your team. Who are some of the key people that have been by your side throughout this whole process? And, uh, what has it been like seeing them grow this year?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody can do it without, without a great staff. I mean, I'm, I'm privileged to have a great staff, you know, when you get somebody like, you know, just the, my administrative assistant, CC and my mechanics and and Manny and those guys are just they never get any, 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 uh, any shout-outs and they're and they're uh they were the they're the backbone to everything here. Uh and then when you go to the turf guys, I mean Weston Neff, he's our US Open Super. Uh he's been with me for my entire tenure here, nine years and was with me at Wheatley Hills. J.R. LePan, same thing. He's sort of he's been with me seven years uh, at Wingfoot and also at Wheatley. He's our West Course superintendent. You got Steve Bigelow who's our East Coast superintendent. Uh, he's been with me five years through the restoration and you got, you got Braze that's been here and Mark and, you know, there's a whole slew of guys, Vinny and Justin, our bug guy, Vinny, all those guys, uh, have been here five years, you know, so they've been here through the whole time of the whole restoration on the West golf course, which was long, you know, because we did that in the fall. We did that in the winter, in the spring. So you go all summer long day and night, and then you go all day and night in the winter time and stuff to get it done. So, Really blessed to have a really good group of guys that are passionate about turf and 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 winged foot and have been had this on the calendar like all of us and uh i I'm glad it's happening uh you know and uh it's not what we any of us expected uh but at the end of the day there'll be a champion that will be crowned and uh you know that's that's what it's about and I think all of us will look back here on twenty twenty someday and be like, "Wow, remember that." Steve, what have you done to keep the energy level up? Are there any management
0: strategies that have really worked with you that you could share with our listeners and other superintendents out there?
1: You know, we try to do some things for the guys. To, uh, I mean, the long days, you know, the summer's a grind. Uh, I know, actually, Johnny um, Johnny B. with Syngenta was really nice and did a barbecue for us one day. That was super nice to have all the guys together, and we did a little Patriots tailgate-style party. A couple times this summer so it was nice just to get the guys together and just to sort of kick back for for a few uh for a few hours and uh take a break do some barbecues on weekends for them because it's just a grind and trying to keep morale up uh has been a, one of the things we try to do all summer long trying to focus these guys on in on trying to find some good in it and i hope the good is that we can uh have another successful open here that is hopefully over par you know, our goal, one of our goals has been trying to keep the rough good all summer long. So we're trying to find something to focus on. So that's been something we've been trying to focus on. I'm sure you've had little, if any, time to golf. But h- how uh, challenging
0: is the golf course playing right now when you see members and other people out there? How, how challenging is the course, Steve?
1: Well, I know for myself, I haven't played since February, since the GCSA golf tournament. Um, I might tee it up Monday. I don't know why I'm going to want to torture myself like that, because all day I see people just roaming in the rough trying to find their golf balls. Um, I've had some uh, sort of unique comments from members coming up to me, and I won't repeat what they've said to me, but they've said I'm done in the West and only playing the East. So, uh, yeah, it's hard out there. I mean and we've been you know the the golf course hasn't been playing long for the for the members and it's still it's still brutal.
0: It's no secret your team does a amazing job of managing and maintaining Poa greens. What's the philosophy when the tournament gets flipped or are you in maintenance mode? Are you trying to get them to peak for September? How are you handling the greens? It's
1: it's, it's a good question, you know. It's it's something that we really haven't done before because you know, typically we we peak here at in, uh, at Wingfoot for Labor Day weekend, which is our club championship. You know, so we're we're just getting ready to peak for club championship, which is a big event here at Wingfoot, uh, and then we airfly the next day. <laughs> so now we're pushing that off until the third week of September. You know, until the championship starts. So that's sort of we've had to shift everything our mindset out three weeks and prepare for something a little bit bigger than a club championship. Uh, so, you know, we're just trying to we're trying to balance when we're stepping on him and trying to maintain, a, you know, decent speed on the golf course right now and greens and stuff. But and managing traffic and but keeping everything healthy, you know, because we don't want to peak too early. You know, we really want to start peaking at, at Advance Week. Things look great on top, but as anybody in the turf business knows, underneath the underneath the turf in August, nothing looks good. So we're we're hoping that we can do the right things between now and, you know, that that advance week and get ready for the champ week and the weather cooperates and we can get through that and have some good, firm, fast conditions and, you know, have some good putting services.
0: Steve, everybody's going to see the West course on television, but you have another spectacular golf course at Wingfoot in the East course. Uh, Tell our listeners about that golf course. What does it make, what makes it unique and how will not having fans at the U S open affect what's being done
1: on that course yeah I mean you said it the east course is great I mean it's uh, it's top hundred golf course Uh, it's had what is it has said two uh, women's opens on it It had the inaugural senior open on it it's been part of uh, two amateur championships couple shell wonderful worlds of golf back in the day. Uh, the four ball it just had four ball on it. Uh, it's arguably maybe the members favorite golf course, uh, the green surrounds and green complexes are equally as good as the West. It's just not as long, a little bit more forgiving in the fairways, but it is, a it is a great test of golf. Um, uh, and you know, you know, the silver lining in this is that the East course will not be as disrupted. There'll be some minor disruption to it. Uh, you know, with the infrastructure set up, we'll still have some work to do afterwards, but we're really keeping everything, trying to keep everything in the roughs and, you know, only a few minor areas on one east that we're going to have to fix on playing surfaces, so nothing major at all. Uh, and, you know, outside the, you know, we are putting ropes ropes up, so there will be rope lines, but outside those rope lines, you know, we won't be maintaining, so it's going to be pretty gnarly outside there, and uh, you don't want to hit one out there where, if you had 40,000 fans and all the other stuff going out there, you'd get a pretty good lie. That, that won't be the case this year, I don't think.
0: Steve, I take it you've been to a few U.S. Opens to observe what the situation's been like in the maintenance facility and on the course before and after rounds. What will be unique about this U.S. Open week and the experience at Wingfoot for you and your team?
1: The bubble, right? I mean, it's it's we just figured out our, our COVID protocols and um, testing and – creating a bubble so that nobody can be on site once until you've tested and then thermal scanning every day and questionnaires and uh, trying to do our part and socially distance and, you know, setting up a tent, uh, maintenance tent with open air walls coming up and trying to follow all those COVID protocols and and be safe and uh, and still uh, hopefully have some of the the things that go along with a long week with the camaraderie and the and the, uh, you know, hanging with the the other guys in the industry and pulling together to pull off a great championship. It's just different this year, right? Everything's different.
0: Yeah, and all the people that have helped and supported Wingfoot over the years have had to do things differently. What type of industry support have you received from afar? And, and what has it been like uh, interacting with the people that have been good to you and your team over the years in a bit of a different
1: way? You know, everybody's been super supportive this year and understanding this year. And you know our two main, uh, our, our two main supporters for the for the championship are are, are John Deere and Syngenta, and they're um, they've been super uh, understanding and 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 helpful with everything. There's a whole whole other group of other companies that have been really helpful for us, uh, and and everybody, and even the support from all the people. You know all the all the guys are going to be volunteering. Uh, the you know, basically, and mostly local guys are going to be volunteering, but everybody's still wanted to be a part of it. Didn't have a, a hard time getting volunteers. And there again, I think it's something that everybody's going to remember. You know, I think they'll remember this Open. Uh, hopefully it's a memorable one, but I think just the year in general is just something that <laughs> I think we'd all like to forget, but I don't think we will forget. Steve, what would be success
0: in, in your eyes? Is it just staging it and having it at foot? Is there even something deeper you're, you're
1: looking for from this experience? It's an honor to be here as a superintendent and, and be a part of this. I hope the membership is happy when it's all said and done. I mean, ultimately, it's their golf course. They're the ones that sacrifice their course for the time and, and, and give up their course to have, uh, you know, let the US, you know, GA come in and host their championship. And hopefully they're happy. I, I think enjoying, enjoying Sunday with the guys here on uh, the final day. Once everything else is done, and hopefully we can watch them golf, and it'll be a, a good finish. And uh, spending spending the time with those guys, my my guys that have really bled for the Wingfoot for years, you know. So since you've been at Wingfoot, and this is going to be a, a list that's just exhausting
0: to even read, you've done so much. I mean, you got there about nine years ago. You've assembled a staff, restored two golf courses, built a new maintenance facility, prepared to host the U.S. Open that will happen three months. Later than expected, and I'm sure I'm missing some things from this list. What has kept you and your team going through all this?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, just a lot of new things. You know, I think, uh, you know, I know when I started here, we had no idea we we're gonna be doing all these things. And you start talking about, you know, practice facility year one. You know, practice facility started, and then we started doing an employee housing project for employees for help retain employees, and then it got into being the East Course, and the East Course was going on, and then a Pool project was going on, and then we did the we did the back of the east, and then it went to host the four ball championship, and then it was clubhouse projects and new back room, and and then it was uh, the west course, you know, in two phases nine and nine, and then we started we finished the west, and we started a maintenance project, and all those things were new to so many of us that I think it was exciting. The projects were exciting, you know. We all learned a lot from it all working up to to this you know we didn't do everything for the the open but there were things that needed to be done and wanted to be done by the club and you know we set a date to be try to be finished with this stuff so we'd be prepared the best possible position we could be in to host the championship and and here we are and yeah, we had to fast forward a few months but uh, I think we're ready.
0: A few other things real quick here for the people in the industry that are watching this on television, what are some things that you would recommend that they look for? What are some things uh, that maybe uh, are unique to Wingfoot in terms of agronomics and course presentation that somebody should be watching for on the broadcast?
1: You know, one of the things that we did that I think is is somewhat unique is when we did the restoration work, we, we took the existing Poana off the greens. Um, and we, when we did the restoration, we rebuilt the greens to USGA guidelines and put the pole back on uh which is something that not you know most people would would, would be putting the bank back on so we have pole greens on sand on, on a sand base sub air um, you know so it's just a little different uh but i think you know it, it plays and uh agronomic did a great to manage so that's that's a little different you know i don't think you would see that but um that's how we did it i think if somebody was I don't think they would notice the changes, which I think is a good thing, because I think when we set out to do the work on the plan with Gil, it was restorative in nature. And one of the things that we wanted is so that the members really couldn't tell that we did a lot of the work. We took that as a, as a good thing. Uh, the greens were, uh, you know, we, we captured the, the the lost whole locations and stuff, and the greens got larger by about 25,000 square feet throughout all 18 of them. Saw a the leak here and there. Um, so that's something we did, you know, Billy bunker. So our bunkers all have Billy bunker liners in them and, and that's, that's awesome. So if we do have a rain event, you know, we're prepared for that. The drainage we've done, you know, we, we had a master drainage plan that we did, uh, working with, um, you know, Kelly Amy out of Canada, they were down and they designed a system for us and we implemented it over the, the, the four phases of work. And I think we put something like 40 miles of drainage pipe in. So, I mean, uh, you know, we drain, we drain really well, you know. So, uh, we've done a lot of the infrastructure, some of the non-sexy stuff that nobody sees. So, we did all those things to make it uh, perform if and when we do have rain. So, uh, you know, I think we're prepared for both dry and wet conditions.
0: And last thing here, if I'm not mistaken, your favorite NFL team plays on the Sunday evening of the U.S. Open. Will you have enough energy to watch that game?
1: Uh, I'm hoping, yeah, we got to get a TV out there. We're going to have the golf (laughs) on a video board out there. We're going to have to get a TV out there so we can watch that game. We'll be watching. We don't miss those games.
0: (laughs) Well, Steve, thanks for this. Uh, It was great getting you on the podcast and and thanks for the the time. I know you're incredibly busy and we, we appreciate catching up with you.
1: No, my pleasure. Thank you.